Hey everyone, you are listening to All Aboard the J Train. Yours truly, Jalen Glover. Presented by Fan Nation All Use. Please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. New episodes for season one will be released every other Friday. All right, welcome back to the Jalen Glover Podcast. We got a mailbag episode today, boys. Y'all ready yes, for sir. this? You know it. Then at the end of the episode, we're going to rank top three uniform combos. All right, we're going to start off with a banger here. Jalen, how many yards and touchdowns are you going for this year? Um, goals for me, I want to go 1,000 yards. That's my goal. I set it high. And I want to get in that box at least eight to ten times. Mm. I go ten, ten times. Double-digit touchdowns, quadruple-digit yeah. yards. That's yeah, pretty high. That's, that's, a, that's some serious goals there, Jalen, especially, like, with how deep the room is and how many dogs are in that room. Like, those are pretty high goals. You feel like you can reach those? Yeah, that's – I've always been taught to aim high. You know, I don't want my goals to feel like it's just right around the corner. Like, I want to work for it, you know. And to say high, you know, I make it great. I don't. Now I know what I need to do or work on to continue to hit that goal or, you know, achieving it, keep it, you know, keep it going. Do you ever pay attention to, like, yards per attempt or yards after contact? Do you have, like, goals for those, like, specific stats or not really? Oh, those specific stats I always use to come with coach. You know, so Coach Q usually, like, he talk about explosive plays and yards after contact, you know, yards per carry. You know, I also, to me, I, I I look at a bigger number, think, especially probably because I'm an athlete. But, I mean, I just always think, like, I'm, I'm a pop five or six to play. That's just mentality, you know. That's just – that's a given, you know. But um, other than that, I look for the big number. But, you know, I could sit down, close to you, talk, okay, we need to get this up. We need to get to yards after contact. Like, those detailed – those detailed stats usually come when I'm sitting down talking to Coach. Yeah, more looking back at the tape and stuff like that. Right. Is there, like, one game that you're like, man, I got to score a touchdown? And I'm guessing it's Florida, but if it's not Florida, is there another game that you, like <laughs> – Oregon or USC or like Pac-12 yeah. champion, like which which end zone do you want to get into really bad? Of course, I'm. A, I have to go first for Florida. You know, cross it back home. Hey, that'd be amazing. And I want to. I, I want to touch the box every game, but I definitely want to do it versus USC. Like I want to do it versus Coach. Uh, you know, that's that. That'd be a, like a. You know, just a little feel good touchdown, just because it's against one of the biggest rivals and. To have the uh, coaching change from the, you know, Coach Mack recruiting me, mm-hmm. you know, across that line while we're playing, it would be pretty special. Would you point at him? You cross that line and you're just like, yo, I scored on you. <laughs> I can't, I, That's I a flag. Can't on, I can't put it on podcast because, you know, I don't know what I'm doing at the moment. I might say I will and forget all about Coach Mack when I cross it, or I might actually do it. So <laughs> I, I'm the person just in the moment. So when you see it, you'll say, okay, we talked about this. There you yeah. go. I feel like, like Cole brought up, like the running back room is obviously really deep. I feel like you just got to make the most of every touch that you get. And then, you know, if you're producing on all those touches, they can't help but give you more, you know? Yeah, most definitely. That's why how I see the offense always go. It's like we ride whoever got the high hand, you know? It's, yeah. It's how I go. That's who you're going to see when you start the game coming off from that last game. Usually the guy that performed the best. Mm-hmm. So I just want to know, like, with my chances. 
you know, I want to perform. You know, that's my goal. I don't want to have me coming off the field is not because I'm not performing. It's because, hey, you need to breathe. Yeah. You know, that's my mentality because I, I just want to be able to – I want to be able to produce. I came in for a reason. And with our loaded room, we all – I guarantee you ask those guys the same question. Their goal is going to be pretty high. And then you look at the room and like, hey, all y'all can do it. But, right. you know, at, at times it's going to have to be selfish. At the end of the day, you, you're doing this for you. You know, you're doing it for the team, but – your goals are set for you, not for, you know, other individuals. Yeah. You're always happy when you win, but, you know, yeah, exactly. achieving achieving your next goals, you got to, you know, make the most of all your opportunities. It's tough, yes, on a, especially, you know, college team and everyone's trying to get to the next level. Um, next question here is how do you like Coach Q? Man, Coach Q is great, man. Uh, He's your running back coach, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Running back coach. Um, he came in and just struck us like with fire, you know, put a fire underneath us for the whole room, you know, just to get us there and ready to go. And personally, you know, we have our own conversation. And, you know, every time I talk to Coach Q, I feel like I learn something new. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, you know, gain knowledge because it's, you know, football takes us as far as it can. But, you know, he talks about when we put the football down and um, just those intimate conversations that, you know, just learning about his story and his mistakes and trying to not make the same mistakes. And then what he's learned from his mistakes, just try to enlighten him. And he, he preaches it to me so I can go about my day-to-day life and knowing some of those decisions that he made, I don't have to make those same ones because he put it in he put it in place to say, hey, I did this, this what you know, this what happened. And uh, you know, he he advised me to where he can. I just feel like just on a personal level, he's a great dude. Yeah. And as a coach, I feel like he's going to continue to make me better as I go through my years here. And, you know, he'll still be in my ear when I go to the next level. Do you feel like there's certain characteristics in coaches that you value more than others? Like you like this certain style of coach? Yeah, for me, it's number one is consistency. When you have a consistency in a coaching, like you're going to get the same coach cue every day, Monday through Friday after hours, like. That's what I look at because, I mean, if you if you tell me one thing and not, you know, showing action behind it, then my respect for you is going to be a little different. But with Coach Q, everything he says, he means, and he's he's a really, you know, he's not just verbal. Like, he he, mm. he does actions. And that's big for me, um, as well as holding us, like, holding us accountable, not just on the field. Like, he's texting us that we like to study on. He's – He's confronting us if, you know, we had a bad encounter with one of the staff and one of the guys did it, but we all have punishment because we can't go like that in a group. And it's just, you know, number two has to be accountability. And number three, I want to go to the school where he's been through what I've been through. Like, he's yeah. been recruited. He's been through, I'll say, the same system. He came to Utah. That was just a plus. But he went to the league as well and stayed there for a minute. So I'm like, okay, he has experience. And then, you know, the other two that I mentioned is like, that's, that's, that's the goal for me as I was being recruited. Like that was always my mindset of like, cause you can't really tell consistency and accountability through, you know, the conversation on the phone, but you can feel the vibe. Mm-hmm. And then it just got, when I got here and seen it, I'm like, okay, yeah, this, this is everything I want to coach because I just feel like I can connect with you and I feel like you're going to hold me accountable through, you know, everything. Yeah. All right. The next one here. Has Tavion taught you any touchdown dances? No, he hasn't. Like, we talk about him. He, he talk about what he, you know, he done in the end zone. 
uh, in the past. Dude, he did like so, the cha cha last year, and then he does that like like the T train. Uh, yeah, he told yeah. me about all of them. So I mean, I can't take I can't take them them his now. But now he uh he be telling me about some little dances, and he know I'm from Florida, so he be trying to get some celebrations from me. Like, hey man, I might I might bop in the end zone sometimes too. But now we we talk about it though, but he ain't taught me nothing. I be asking though, but he be trying to keep his celebrations to himself. So. Yeah, you gotta keep him a secret. Where's he from? Uh, he's from Ohio. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's from Ohio. Do you guys ever talk about doing uh, like team coordinated celebrations? I was thinking about it, and I I think I mentioned it on one of our conversations because we say you say combined celebration, we think a handshake, so we definitely yeah. don't have it. So that's what we. Yeah, so if you say that, that's yeah, basketball stuff. Yeah, I know. I know yeah. it is, but, I mean, you see the football players coming out on the sideline, dapping each other up. Right, right. But, no, nah, I, uh, other than that, yeah, handshake. But, I don't know. I feel like a combo celebration would be cold, though. Like, if, you, you know, uh, if you score a touchdown, can you talk Braden Daniels into just lifting you up high? I mean, that's a given. Like, BD already <laughs> told me, he was like, he was like, Jalen, you cross the goal line, bro. I'm going to be the first one down there. So, I'm like, I already know. I already know. Nice. There's some good ones. It takes a lot of creativity, though. But if you nail like a good team coordinated celebration, like you're definitely making it on Sports Center, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you lyric and everything. I'm like, it's inspired by lyric. He told me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. He told me I'll be on ESPN if I hit the right celebration. Yeah, no, I, I do. I, I do want a cold celebration. It'd be dope. <laughs> Whatever team first did like the bowling celebration, where the guy that scores like bowls and then all the teammates fall down, like something like that for the first time is like, you nailed it. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. I gotta get. I gotta get creative. Yeah. I gotta get creative. Could you dunk it on the field goal post? You got those. I don't want to embarrass myself though. Like I, I do that because <laughs> like I do it at practice. But like, what if I don't leap right in the game? Right. I can't yeah. get out again. Get stuck. So, I mean, I do it at practice time to time. Like it worked then, but like I just feel like my trim would be too high. I might slip. Yeah. You know. I got a good one for you. You know. uh, you know that picture when LeBron and D-Wade were teammates and D-Wade throws LeBron the alley oh, and he, he goes like that under? Yeah. Do that with someone, throw someone a lob under the goal. I've never Ooh, seen like someone throw an alley-oop, an alley-oop under the goal And they post. come catch it. Yeah. And then whoever uh, tosses it does the D-Wade underneath. Okay, so I'll probably be the tosser. Yeah. Then, all right, bet. Don't worry about it. All yeah. right, we all see it. We're going to recreate it. Just toss right. it to Dalton. Dalton's like one of the tallest dudes on the team. Yeah, Dalton's going to go get it. Vele could probably throw it down too. That's true. Vele could probably do it. I feel like a lot. Hey, them old linemen could jump too. <laughs> BD might go get some. Uh, <laughs> we got to keep brainstorming this. We'll just have like a list of all the best ones. All right. Yeah. Um, who can squat the most, either on the team or just like in the running back room? I feel like on the team, Tom, Thomas Yasmin, he, he got a pretty heavy squat. Like, I mean, he. That's a big dude. Yeah, he's usually muggers. That's I, I I ain't never seen that many plates before I got up there. But yeah, Thomas, I have to give it to Thomas that I seen for sure. Are you squatting most the most out of the running backs? Do I squat the most out of the backs? Yeah, it really should be me and um uh uh face, you know, Faisal. It should be me and him that squat the most. I know Chris Curry up there with us, but I think I'm nah face got it first, I'm number two. Yeah, because my squat's stronger than Chris's. Yeah. So this next question, it's it's who's the hardest tackler on the team. 
how much like tackling have you guys done? Like obviously in the spring game, but have there been a lot of like takedown? Like to nah, the ground we, nah, a lot of yeah, I mean Cole be out there. We be having quite a few, even though it be thud, we still be getting in trouble by Coach with Oh yeah. They take some it guys are ground. getting smacked and Jalen yeah. was doing Jalen was doing some he was smacking some guys coming out oh, yeah. through the trenches. <laughs> He's laying the nah. wood, huh? No, I I think there was one that we could really hear the helmets, and it was like the media turned, and it was like, oh, jeez, yeah, like this nah, freshman we, packs a punch, man. Nah, we be we be smacking, uh, but no, nah, I'll say the hardest tackler that I face in the spring has to be Lander. Yeah, Lander's a pretty, yeah, he's a pretty physical dude. Like I remember, I remember when I had came to the goal line, and we was like, I, it was like we was three yards away. He's he stood me up, like, like you know, <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, he, no, nah, Leonard's really legit. That's probably the hardest out of head. And I went against all the older guys, but Lander, I feel yeah. like he's a big, he's a big kid and he's got a really impressive wingspan. And it, I mean, he, he was playing, I think he was, he was either tight end or receiver in high school as well. And yeah, he's a yeah. big dude. He's, he's only a freshman too. He's, but he's legit, man. He's legit. Next one is, when did you know that you wanted to come to Utah? I think we kind of talked about this before, right? Like, you brought it back to your parents and your mom really felt good about it. Yeah, and then this is the first time I got here is when I seen it. Um, It was just like, that was the place I wanted to be. And especially, you know, like we mentioned before, you know, my parents were really okay with it. And then I just knew, I just felt like I was, this was a system for me. I could talk to the staff, after sitting down with Coach Love, like, I mean, I just felt like I could thrive here and this is where I wanted to be. Mm. A lot of recruits have talked about how different Coach Ludd's offense is. What differences did you see when you were being recruited and how he commands his offense compared to other programs? For me, it was, like I will always like I, I told him that when he, when, when he talks to me about you know being recruited, I was like, what got me is when he just told me he was personnel based. Like when he told me he works off of putting his best guys in the best positions. Like mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, he showed me this playbook and it's longer than everything. And uh, he has all these plays personnel based to you know, who who are in those positions, what they can and cannot do into their strengths. And you just don't find that every program. This program sometimes just fits you into the category of what they want it to be. Mm-hmm. But whatever whatever your skill is strong to that, I feel like Coach Ludwig is going to find it. And that was just stood out to me. Like, you know, we he, we can go spread. We can go, <laughs> we can go traditional. It doesn't matter. We, we're going to, we're going to beat you. Regardless, because we know the strengths and weaknesses of our players, and I just feel like it's the office I want to be in. Interesting. Next one is, what's the best and worst thing about Florida? So you got to say something bad about your best state. Thing. <laughs> the best thing about Florida has to be, yeah, definitely, definitely the beaches. Like I just feel like this was such a vibe. Um, yeah. The worst thing would probably be traffic. Uh, traffic really bad, bad traffic really yeah especially the bugs or like the humidity or something no like i'm not florida I'm, man I, that don't phase me like i i say definitely the traffic because I, I enjoy being outside that's where i be at and so i used to get i'm getting used the only thing i hate is mosquitoes but other than that like i ain't really getting bothered i ain't really getting bothered but i know y'all go down there like, 
<laughs> but no, nah, it, it's really fun. I like it down there. This traffic, because I mean, I'm trying to get place. Because usually sometimes I would do be running late. So it's gonna, I'm definitely gonna feel that traffic because I'm like, hey, like, I'm trying to get here at this specific time and there's people in the way. So that's yeah. where I'll be feeling traffic. I saw I saw a meme the other day and it was like the caption said mosquitoes in the south be different and it was a bottle of off you know the mosquito repellent and the mosquito was yeah. sucking out of the nozzle of the bottle. Yeah, yeah. They, they 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 taking it off for themselves that's theirs that's theirs no mosquitoes are bad they're just unfazed by it all right are- uh what's the best and worst thing about Utah best thing scenery I don't, I don't- Best thing has to be scenery, for sure. Uh, other than that, um, the snow. <laughs> like, that's, that's, but other than it, like, I enjoy seeing the snow, but like driving, you know, that's just, it just bothers me. Like, I can, I can handle the snow, like, right. being warm or being, like, it's fine, but just being in, I, I don't know. I, I really didn't like in the spring, like, kept seeing my car covering the snow. That just bothered me, like, it did. It really did. Especially like you waking up at 5 a.m. and then you see that, like, okay, like, yeah. I, this is how I start my morning. You know, you can't get in the warm car. <laughs> you got to be gotta, outside. And you got to leave like 20 minutes earlier. Yeah, scrape I'm, it all off. I was at the time, I was I was at Sage Point. So with those dorms on campus, it's three, four minutes from the facility. But I still got to leave 20 minutes earlier yeah. because the snow will slow me down. Ever played in the snow? I mean, no. Besides the spring game, it was only felt I felt like I was played in the snow because we right. got all those different seasons in one game. But uh, no, like usually, you know, practice wise, it already snowed that morning, and then it's just snow on the ground. But playing in snow, the spring game was like my only closest feeling. But I know I got to go to yeah. Colorado at the end yep. of the year, so. <laughs> yeah, last year there Utah didn't play like a single game in snow. Like there were cold games, but they didn't get any snow. But there's been seasons before, especially uh, against Colorado, where it's like there could be a couple inches on the ground, and that that kind of football is it's not my favorite to watch. But normally the running backs get the yeah, ball. We, yeah, they're getting them. off. Yeah, the running backs getting off. We're gonna see everybody slipping this slide, and we just run yeah. right by. Just hold on to the ball it's tight. Too- yeah. Yeah. The snow is the snow is cool until Christmas. Once it's like after Christmas, after New Year's, you're ready for that snow to be. Yeah, gone. right. Right. Like I'm, that's why I'm really excited because I ain't never actually lived during that time. Like how I feel the season of snow, like around that time. That's why I'm really excited for like how the feeling is because I can wake up. It's snowing on Christmas, you know. Yeah. I used cool. to TV. So yeah, I, I'm excited for that though. Yeah. Okay. Two more. Who has the most swag on the team as far as freshmen go? Me. Me. <laughs> okay. Second. Okay. Second. Uh, swag uh, for the freshmen. Because you got like Teo, you got yeah, Justin, yeah. you got Chris swag. Reed. Swag. So, what are we talking about? Like just persona or like what they wear, what they wear on the field? Like, you gotta be specific. Do both. Do persona and and on the field. You've heard Aaron Rodgers talk about swag. Did you see that clip that he did like a year or two ago? No, he's like a lot. Of, I think 
he's like a lot of people think swag is just like your armbands you know your tape like all that kind yeah. of stuff and he's like no swag is like your aura it's like your vibe yeah what you got it no nah, i i say for me it'd be justin and lander like just like they just got that cool persona like you know lander lander like we talk to him you know you're gonna get the goofy side of him like on the field like he just like He's smooth, like just like Justin. They just got that little pill. Okay, yeah. Who? They, what about what about the whole team, not just freshmen? Whole team swag. I have to go. I have to go, Clark. Clark Phillips. What about Cam? I don't know. That's is is we. I don't know. It's just it just got a no. Nah, yeah, it definitely Clark on the field. He's yeah. I like Clark. Clark got that whole or he's he's pretty swag dude. Cam Cam for sure. I say offense got to be Cam and Clark got to be on the beat. Well, Cam's got probably the best flow on the team, too, that hair. Oh, no. Nah, yeah. looking back out of the helmet. There's something special about a quarterback with hair. Yeah, for sure. They got to have I, it. Like sunshine. Always, yeah, I remember yeah, the Titans. They always, they always stick out a little different. Yeah. But when you going to the face, man, he's got a little mustache going, too. So, yeah. He pretty, <laughs> nah, he pretty. He got to be the swaggies on the team. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Last one here is what's your greatest strength as a running back? The ability to make somebody miss in like tight areas. I just feel like, you know, especially having the advantage of like, you know, being a shorter guy, I just feel like I'm just really hard to tackle. And I just feel like that's really one of my elite abilities, just to be slippery, you know, hard to find, hard to grab. I think that's just one of my strongest strengths. And then we can go, we can continue to go talk about you know, continue to get more explosive. But I just feel like that's something I'm really elite at, just making somebody miss. Right on. All right, those are some good questions. So for our ranker here, we want to do top three helmet or uniform combinations. So, Cole, why don't you give your top three first, and then we'll get Jalen's top three. So this one's tough. I mean, I think Utah has definitely stepped up their, like, uniform game over the last, like, five to ten years. Yeah. They do they do the hand-painted helmets, which have been, I mean, pretty much every single one of those has been just arguably one of the best uniforms they've worn. You know, they had the USS Salt Lake City last year. Um, two years previous to that, they had the 150 um, years of college football with the, the silver helmets with the interlocking U's. They had the Hawk feathers the year before that. So those are all good. And then, of course, this last year, the Rose Bowl um, and whatnot. But if I'm going to rank just like – Overall uniforms, I think at number three, I'm probably going to go with the Rose Bowl uniforms from last year. You got those throwback uniforms, the white, you know, the white top, the white pants. It's full white out. Just looks icy, right? Just looks nice and clean. And then the helmet with the interlocking U's, but they added the rose, um, which some people think is tacky, but how many times you get to play in the Rose Bowl? It's not often. So, like, you know, go, go all out. And, and some teams have done it well with adding the rose. I think TCU did a rose. Um, I think Wisconsin has done a rose. Other, you know, all, all the teams that have played. But I think Utah by far is yeah. as, as far as, like, we're in the Rose Bowl and we're going Rose Bowl themed. I think that's the coolest. So I'm going to go three with that. It helps that Number- the weird color is, like, rose red. Right, right. <laughs> Makes it a little easier. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, sorry, crimson red, <laughs> not, um, not rose red. Yeah, the red, the red on those uniforms was a little bit brighter, like lighter, I guess. 
Um, number two, oh, it's tough. Number two, I'll go with the 2019 hand-painted helmets. So you had – that was 150 years of college football, so you had the – and they were – they resembled, I think, the 1966 uniform. So you had the silver helmet with interlocking U's. Um, they had the red top and then gray pants, which just looked – super nice it's not that's not like a normal uniform for utah to wear right like gray is not like a school color um but it just looked it was a great they paid a great tribute you know to a classic uniform and they made it look really nice and the hand painted was just really well executed and then my favorite uniform but probably yeah, even though they lost every single time they wore this helmet they wore these like candy apple gloss red helmets last year they wore them against byu Warm against San Diego State and Oregon State, and they lost all three games. But I love that helmet with just the regular red top and pants. I think it just looks I'm, – I'm a sucker for the drum and feather. I think that's just a really cool logo. I mean, arguably one of the coolest logos in college football because of just, like, the fact that they have permission from the U Indian tribe to use it and that the U Indian tribe not only gives them permission but wants them to use it and how cool it looks. I don't know, like – you look at other schools, like top programs, like Alabama is classic, but they're just like an A, right? Like, I don't know, other schools, there's a ton of Tigers out there, right? You got LSU and Clemson and those kind of things. I think like the Utes, people have to ask like, what's a Ute? And then they find out and I think it's cool. And just that, that candy apple just looks pristine. It's just pretty. It's nice. So that, those would probably be my top three. So the Utes will never have to change their name like a Washington football team? No. I don't think so. We're not going to be called the Utah football team? What? No. (laughs) That's good. All right, Jalen, what's your top three? So I feel like I can't go deep as cold because I haven't been a fan or around as (laughs) long. Jalen, you don't know the 1966 uniforms? Hey, listen. (laughs) (laughs) I do not. But I can go off right. So at number three, I'm gonna definitely go for like my OV pictures, the all white with the white helmet. Uh that was cold. That's so smooth. I like the um in those specific uniforms, like the the number is different in the middle. Uh that was that was really cold to me. I love the all white. And then number two, I have to go with the fit they wore in Arizona State. The white and black, that's hard to me. I like the little switch combo with the, the white. U proud, with the U proud helmet. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are nice. Yeah, it was cold. Yeah, it was cold. That's that's got to go number two. And number one, I got to go, you know, especially how they stepped in it, the team they were against, you know, to go USSS, you know, all great versus Oregon. You know, that's that's kind of that's kind of bold. You know, you pop out a new uniform, going against that team, that type of game. Like, yeah, that's that's that was smooth. So that got to go number one for me. Yeah, those were like – so I ranked all the hand painted. I think I put those at three, two or three. Super well executed. Like I don't know if you saw those helmets up close. Oh yeah, that, I seen it uh, at, actually at the um, the event. We agree. Yeah. 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 Like, like <laughs> the fact that so many of those they were all hand painted. Like the fact that a, that one person could hand paint battleships onto that many helmets and have them look as good as they did. It's so awesome. The only the only issue that I think a lot of people had is like there's no school colors, right? Like they're gray. Like that's not 
and they were all gray. Like people loved them. Don't get me wrong. But the, some people said like, how come on national TV, we are wearing gray against Oregon. Right. But they're cool. And, um, you know, hand painted are fantastic. This year's going to be really cool too. Cause they're doing a tribute to Ty Jordan, Aaron Lowe, oh, yeah, which would be really awesome. So. Oh no! I know those are good, man. Yeah, I feel like everybody had a different perspective. I mean, I just yeah. think it was pro just how they came out, like you know. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. But now I can see where they're coming from, like you know, represent rep your school on national TV. You feel like you can have some type of red, white in there, just just to show we 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 play for right. But I can't argue with the result. Like if they need to wear those to smack Oregon by five possessions by all means wear gray every single game like yeah that's what it takes like whatever change the school colors to gray because if we smack the number three team in the nation by 31 points Jalen, how how superstitious are you with like uniforms or like pregame rituals and like you got to have like these gloves or anything like that especially like now since i'm getting here like i always for me I got love. Like I, I need to have options. Like I can't go in and say like I'm solidified on one fit or whatever I'm doing. Like I, I just like okay, if I got if the combo is black and we got black accessories, like I feel like I need to have two of everything. Like that's just me. But um, other than that, like no, I'm really not superstitious. Like I'm, I gotta wear the same draws every game. Like no, nah. <laughs> I, you know, I. My my superstition thing back home was like I eat Chick Fil A before every game. Like I gotta have that in the morning. And if I don't, I feel like the game was off. So we got Chick Fil A here, but we got our own pregame meal. So I don't think I would get away with that frozen wick. So I'm gonna have to find another one. Yeah, because you know, I'll smuggle I it. Still, to you. I don't know. I still might find a way to get me some Chick Fil A because I just don't feel right. Like I need that in the morning to get me there. Like the Chick Fil A breakfast. There. Don't yes, worry. Sir. We can smuggle yeah. it to you. Just call me. All right. I'll get it for you. I got you. Appreciate you, bro. <laughs> you got to score a touchdown. If I bring it to you, I need a touchdown. Hey, every touchdown single game, right? It has to be automatic. <laughs> We're all winners here. The podcast will go up. Jalen sells more merch. He gets his Chick fil A. We're all winners. Hey, yeah. Uh, I score a touchdown. Cole, there you go. I get he, to write he, about he, it. He didn't buy the Chick fil A in vain. So. <laughs> yeah. It was all worth it. Cool. Well, that was that was fun. Those are some good questions. What's on the nah, schedule? Really for, uh, what's on the schedule for the rest of the summer until we start up in the fall? Shoot, grinding fall camp. Next, uh, I think it's like a week away. Yeah, it's uh, like a week and a half. So that's that's where we're going. Uh, fall camp going on right now. We've just been on, uh, you know, on the strength and conditioning side. You know, conditioning again, strong in the weight room. They. They working us for sure. Uh, but other than that, it's time to put them pads on soon and see the real from the real and the fake from the fake. Yeah, starting to feel sure. real, getting close to the season. Uh, it's, it's getting exciting. Um, definitely seeing the countdown and how, you know, the media team is hyping up the days, you know, just seeing everybody work. Because a lot of the guys, like, I only, only guy I see out of the running back room really is um, Ricky. So I don't really see the other half because they got the morning lives, we got the afternoon. So, just to see them working, and I know everybody else working. I'm like, yeah, we we're gonna be a force to reckon with. And I feel like this fall camp is really serious for me because it's my first one. And I, you know, this is gonna kind of be, you know, what I'm working off of. Like, 
from now until I get up out of here. So I'm really excited. I'm ready to go. And I'm just, I'm trying to actually experience this. Because, you know, especially coming out of high school, you know, all the older guys are always talking about fall camp, fall camp. I'm like, man, so I'm, I'm excited to get that feeling for myself. And so, so my younger, you know, the young boys that come up, how bad it is, <laughs> if it's it that bad or ain't. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited, though. I'm excited. Sweet, guys. Different vibe. Should be a good time. Yeah, for sure. All righty. Well, we'll, uh, we'll be back on here come the fall. Yes, sir, man. Okay. Thanks, yes, guys. Sir. All right, man. See ya. Thanks, Jen. Yes, sir. Thank you, Cole. Hey, everyone, to conclude, thanks for listening to All Aboard the J Train, the Jalen Glover podcast presented by Fan Nation, All Youths. This episode was produced by Lear Clark and Cole Bagley. Please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you enjoyed the show, please share with a friend. Go Youths.